Disclaimer, this podcast was not made to slander or speak ill of any author we will soon talk about. We will try our best to disassociate the author from their books. This is a book discussion, and we are just speaking our opinions and not just speaking negatively about any book. And this is a spoiler warning. Hello, everybody. We're back, and today's an exciting episode because for once it's not our like random idea to do this bonus episode it was actually one of our listeners who told us to do this episode which is so exciting and it's so like oh my gosh someone listens to our podcast that's crazy and they like reached out and like that's so weird yeah it's actually like like we joke about like oh no one listens to our podcast but like genuinely it is surprising to find out like people enjoy what we're talking about and like and even want us to do like a certain special episode and that was crazy yeah so email. shout out to you because that literally made us so happy yeah i think we like yeah we got it like yesterday we're like yes <laughs> yeah and we were like right let's now. record this immediately so the next day we're recording it <laughs> yeah yeah so basically so the idea oh. yeah doris <laughs> So the idea that she told us to do was this recommendation that we take all the midnight tracks and we compare them to books and K-dramas because she's a K-drama lover like us. But we watch K-dramas, but we, like, to be honest, we don't have a ton that we can use in our arsenal other than, like, I don't know, Business Proposal, which is kind of, like, irrelevant after a bit, you know? No, it's, like, me and Doris, because Isabel is not a particular fan of K-dramas, but me and Doris like the feel-good generally happy like cute rom-com me whereas like midnight's is more of a depressing like (laughs) not a little depressing i think some of them are sweet they're sweet but they're like sweet in like a sadder way it's not like you know i don't know i mean i think there's a good amount of trauma in some of the gay dramas (laughs) well okay here's the thing Mm. it's like there's like there's K-dramas that are, like, there's trauma, but it's happy, but then there's also K-dramas where... <laughs> it, but it's happy? Yeah. Trauma's happy? But there's K-dramas where there's, like, less trauma, in my opinion, just, like, generally unhappier. Yeah. But we use K-dramas as escapism, so why would you escape into more trauma? That's my, that's my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think... Well, actually, me and Doris watched 20th Century Girl last night, and so I would not say we were doing good things for our mental health. Um, I also watched 2521, like, during a sad part of, like, AP season. I was really going through it, so I was not having a great time either. But, like, you know, for the most part, we're very happy people. Okay, well, 20th Century Girl, the majority of it was still, like, happy, like, you know, yeah. school girl, like, crushes, all that stuff. Like, it was still a happy rom- romance. Not rom-com, but romance yeah. for the majority. It's just that they, like, sucker-punched us at the end, and I was like, ugh, I can't get over it. Yes. Anyways, if you know, you know. You see all those TikToks of people showing their, like, face before and after and how they're, like, completely sobbing after. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, 
I guess we should get started because if we, so we prepared the three M tracks too, but we will do that based on time. But um, first song, Lavender Haze. First of all, I think it's a very good opening. Like at first, I was kind of. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. I was like, mm, I'm not liking the vibe, but I love it now. I think it's a very good opener for Midnight's. And, um, yeah. So, the first book well, that I would... Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like Taylor, she should have released the single for Midnight so we could have gotten the vibe. Because at first, I didn't really like Midnight's. Like, both me and Anya were like, wow, this is garbage. What is this album? And then it warmed up. But, like, I think if she released yeah. a single and we're, like, like anti-hero, that would have been a good first, like, uh, lead single. Then we would have been like, oh, so this is the vibe. And we would have warmed up to anti-hero first. And then we'd be, like, excited for the album. And we wouldn't be, like, completely, like blindsided by lavender haze but like i also like the way that she did it where you didn't know what it was like and so then it's like kind of a surprise for every track so i don't know yeah it's i don't like know i think it's just like she should have done a lead single our expectations were a little off and so when we first listened to the album they were like completely in a different like ballpark it wasn't just like oh it's not hitting the way i thought it was it was like literally we did not know that this was how it's gonna be and so we were just like judgy and like very just like in denial I guess so then we couldn't be open-minded we couldn't express how we felt and they marketed it like really badly where they were like oh my gosh it's a it's songs to play when you can't sleep in the middle of the night and you're crying I'm not gonna play Paris in the middle of the night crying who do you think I am? Like, what? <laughs> what is that energy? Same with Bejeweled. Like, I'm not going to play that when I'm literally in the middle of, like, a sob session. I'm going to be playing Evermore Folklore. Like, they just marketed it kind of wrong, you know? Yeah, I remember, like, she also, like, Taylor also said it was, like, supposed to be, like, her sleepless nights. I thought it was going to be, like, super heart-hitting and, like, I don't know. And then we start listening to, like, Bejeweled and I'm like, huh. And, like, not to say, like, yeah. love Bejeweled. <laughs> But it's not, it's not that vibe. I had, like, way too high expectations for Snow on the Beach. Just because it was, like, the Lana Del Rey collab. And, like, when I saw the TikTok, I was, like, screaming. I was, like, oh, my goodness. Like, my favorite artist, Lana. Yeah, I was, like, my favorite artist ever, Lana, Mm -hmm. is, like, collabing with Taylor. And I was, like, (gasps) you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just, like... I was just like, I think I had way too high expectations. I still love Snow on the Beach. Like, I think it's very vibey and it's very cute. But, like, I don't know. I think it's... Really? I don't really I like think, it. I think really? it's really... Oh, it's, like, really? too repetitive. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was very repetitive. And, like, I couldn't hear Alana at all. I like the <laughs> like, part where she's like, are we falling? That part. Because I remembered, like, when I was listening to it and then... I, and then at the end, my friend texted me, she was like, was Lana even in that? And I was like, I don't even know. I mean, I feel like you can still hear, hear yeah. their harmonies. Like, very, like, faint, but... Mm-hmm. It was... Anyway, I saw we this probably TikTok. start... Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was just gonna oh, say, for Snow on the start. Beach, okay. I saw this TikTok where it was like... You know the meme of Lord singing, and then she's just yeah. Oh, yeah. the crowd. She was like Taylor during Snow on the Beach to Lana. Yeah. 
Oh, I also saw like the victorious one. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it was, like, oh yeah. Where it's like my mic's not working. Oh bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so starting off with lavender haze, it was really exciting. I w- I thought it was gonna be a complete like lavender haze girly because her description of like a lavender haze is when you're so in love with someone you want to hide it from like the public so other people won't know and they won't like add their opinions on your relationship. So what I was thinking, first we're going to start with the book, because like this is a book podcast, and then we'll get to our K-drama recommendation yes. for this one. So the way that I thought of it, I thought of it as counting down with you, because in that book, she is from like a pretty conservative, like I think Muslim family, where all of her parents are super strict on her. They expect her to like go into STEM and she wants to be an English major and they don't like her talking with boys at all. Like she's not allowed to stay after school for anything that's not related to school schoolwork. So it's like really restricting, but then her parents go away for a little bit and then she starts fake dating this boy, Ace, and he's like a super like he has this bad boy reputation, but we all know he's a secret softy. And so it kind of shows how she's trying to protect that relationship from her parents. So instead of, like, the public eye and Lavender Haze, it's more about, like, protecting it from, like, the judgment and, like, the eventual forbiddenness of, like, their entire thing. So, very, very good. And then the K-drama is Shooting Stars. And so this is like, this is more of what Lavender Hayes is about because it's like the guy is like the top actor or model in, no, actor in like the industry. Yeah. And then actor. the, yeah, the girl is um, his PR manager. And so like they were friends in college and like they've been working together forever And so when they do start dating, like, obviously they keep it a secret from the rest of the world because, like, he is the top celebrity. Like, you know, when people find out that their faves are, like, dating someone, they kind of get really possessive and, like, rude to, like, whoever they're dating. And so, Uh like, I mean, it's just, you know, pretty self-explanatory for Lavender Hayes because it's, like... Um, I've been under scrutiny because, like, he had a bunch of scandals and then she handled it beautifully because she's the best PR manager. And so it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. they work, they work, and it's just, it's great. It's lovely to see. Yeah, and especially for Korean, like, pop culture, there's this tendency when an idol, like, starts dating someone, they, like, cancel the idol and they make it so it's like, he's no longer famous or whatever, like, they completely turn on him. And especially because she's her his PR agent, like, she knows what it's like. Like, she knows how it works. And so she knows that if they re- reveal their relationship, it's going to be really bad because it's going to be a massive scandal. But the thing is, like, they still love each other after it. So then there's also the lyric, like, so real, I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. Like, you know? Yeah. So, like, I feel like Lavender Haze, like, fits Shooting Stars perfectly, which is so ironic because at first we were like, oh, I don't know what to put for Lavender Haze, maybe Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha or something, and I was like, God, we're so stupid, like, literally Shooting Stars. Next, we have Maroon, which, when we first listened to the album, Maroon was my favorite track. Like, when I played, I was like, ah, this is the Taylor I know and love, and then she, like, sucker-punched us with Bejeweled and stuff, but, like, it's okay. 
And Maroon reminds me a lot of Clean and Dress, like Clean from 1989 and Dress from Reputation, because, like... Oh, yeah. It's, like, the lyrics of Clean, but the vibe of Dress. Like, if they had a baby, it'd be Maroon, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, because it's, like, it's, like, so... (laughs) How how do I say this? It's so, like, full of passion, but it's also, like, kind of toxic, you know? So it's, like, that balance... Yeah, and especially with Clean, like, there's a lyric, like, the blood-soaked gown I can never wear again, like, the the wine-stained dress that I can never wear again, blood-soaked gown is from Maroon. Like, you see the comparisons? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what we said for Maroon was Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, because she's super famous, and she has this secret relationship with a certain someone, which we don't want to say, because we don't want to spoil the entire book. But, like, let's just say it's, like, an on-and-off relationship where, like, they keep on, like, getting back together, but then, like, a massive thing occurs and then they break up. It's, like, very right-person-wrong-time energy. And so, like, constantly, like, even though we all know that they're, like, true loves, it's, like, hard because Mm -hmm. all the, like, the public eye and stuff on them. Because it's, like, all... It's Evelyn Hugo's... Not not Evelyn Hugo. Taylor Jenkins reads, like, niche where it's all about famous people and, like their lives in Hollywood, so. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive there was a scene where, like, I think and, oh, I mean, okay, I'm gonna blur that out. I'm gonna bleep that, I'll bleep that out. Um, so, the person that Evelyn Hugo is with, um, like, they spilled, like, wine on each other or something like that, and then they start, like, making out, and yeah, so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive that did happen, or I might just be making that up just to, like, make it fit, but I'm pretty sure that did happen, and there's a lyric that's, like, the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splash your wine into me, and I was, like, that's literally them, and I felt like, I was, like, I felt like the vibe of the song also just, like, fits the book, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And also, the, it was, like, the uh, the rust between telephone or the groove between telephones. Yeah. You know, where it's, like, they, like, don't talk for a while, and then they, like, do, you know? Yeah. So, I think that's why that works. Yeah. And then the second one for books that we have for Maroon is It Ends With Us, because... Oh, this is so much harder than I thought, because, like, you, we, we don't want to spoil it, because it's, like, recommendations based on songs. But, like... Let's just say there was a relationship and it ends with us, but then it becomes really toxic really fast. And so, like, one of the lyrics, if you know, you know, the mark you saw on my collarbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's also the lyric, and I wake with your memory over me. That's a real effing legacy. Legacy, it was maroon. And if you know, you know. So, we'll just leave it like that. <laughs> Doris like, is just going on, <laughs> you know, you know. To be fair, yeah. that book is, like, hard to yeah. talk about without, like, spoiling Yeah, because the whole premise of the book is, like, the massive, like, pl- not plot twist, but the mass- massive, like, revelation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you can't talk about it without talking about what happened. But the people who read it, they'll know, so. Exactly. Yeah. Also, if you decide to read it, content warning, it has a lot of, like, really dark themes in it, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd search it out. Talks up. a lot of very dark things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Third track, Antihero, which is our um, our sexy baby track. That's my favorite song. <laughs> I love it so much. 
Um, yeah, it's honestly... <laughs> Especially that lyric. Like, I think when... So me and Doris did, like, a listening session, and I was like, oh, I really like it. And then Doris was like, eh, I don't know. I feel kind of indifferent. And then we got to the sexy baby line. I was like, mm, maybe not. But then now I get it. Now I get the, like, the meaning behind it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of still... I, I just, you know, I feel like even though it has meaning doesn't mean it's good, so... I, I mean, it's better than the bleachers the one. Like, much love to Jack, but, like, what is an art bro? <laughs> Anyways, um, obviously, if you've heard the song, um, there's a line that says, I have a dream my daughter-in-law kills me for the money. She thinks I left them in the will. And you know what book has a lot of significance with a will? Um, the Inheritance Games trilogy. I was about to say series, but it's more... Mm, anyways... It is a series, but, like... Well, apparently there's a new book, like, The Brothers Hawthorne. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's, like... But it's, like, separate, or it's, like... I'm pretty sure it's, like, separate from, like, the Inheritance games. Like, it's not supposed to be some continuation. But it fits in, like, pretty perfectly, because all the things with, like, Tobias Hawthorne, like, he's kind of a really bad person, especially in the third book. Like, there's more reveals about the things he's did he he did in his past so i don't know i think it fits it like other like not just the bridge but the bridge is really obvious you know yeah and it's also like um like a lot of the characters like the hawthorne brothers they all have like their own like internal struggles and so it's like that part is also kind of anti-hero like it's just like oh yeah, because there was also that thing that happened. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happened, but yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like a lot of there's yeah. multiple things. There's a lot of like self blame. There's a lot of like tension in the especially the first book, and there's just like a lot going on. And Tobias Hawthorne is kind of in the middle of everything. Okay, so I put down secret history, and if we were villains, like because they're so similar like I remember like when I remember like when I read if we were villains like right after I read secret history I was like this is so similar like I'm so shocked that like Donna Tarr has not sued the author of if we were villains like for plagiarism because they're so similar but I I know Anya and Doris have not read it yet and I did buy the book for Doris and it's so good it is like my favorite book ever but anyways I put the lyric I'll start, I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting rooting for the anti-hero. And I was just like, I feel like the characters are like the anti-hero, I guess. Even though it says if we were villains. But I was like, I feel like the characters are very nuanced. And they have a lot of like depth and a lot of things that they're going through and like dealing with. And they, they're not good people, like I guess you could say. So, I feel like they're not really, like, a textbook villain, I guess, but, like, that's, like, what, like, an anti-hero is, so I kind of just put that down because, like, I felt like I just put down a book that has an anti-hero, so that is why, and I highly suggest because I'm always gonna bring this book up and I love it so much. As you should. Okay. <laughs> and then the third one we have for anti-hero is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder because... If you've read the third book, you'll understand this more, but, like, just in general, 
A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. It's all about Pip, who is a detective. She's a teenager, and she's, like, investigating different murder cases and, like, mysteries of, like, true crime and stuff. But because she's a detective and she's not the police, the way that she gets information for, like, what happened is usually illegally and, like, through shady business. So she's not exactly a good person, but she's still, like, saving lives by, like, making sure that villains aren't, like, literal rapists and killers aren't going on the streets. So anti-hero vibes, I guess. And she also, like, there. she also blames herself for a lot of things that happen in like throughout the entire trilogy and so it's like Mm -hmm. she has this inner turmoil all the time like it is very evident and so it's like you get you because it's from her perspective so you get to see that and it's like how do you feel about it i don't know yeah so the next song okay. is Snow on the Beach. Snow on the Beach. With Lana. Love Lana. I love Lana. <laughs> um, despite well, okay, I think if it was just Taylor, the song would not hit as hard. Like Lana's voice and Taylor's voice just blend super well and like Lana's voice on the top harmony is really good. So like you know, we joke. I just feel yeah. like the song just it wouldn't be taylor's vibe without lana in it Mm -hmm. yeah i needed lana but i'm so like annoyed that she didn't get her own verse you know yeah well she got the are we like like, that part i was like or it's like the part where it's like it was like something janet oh yeah yeah, yeah. janet goodness yeah blah 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 janet jackson but yeah yeah but we put Heartstopper because, like, I think, like, the whole point of the song was, like, oh, two, it's, like, where, like, two people realize, like, they like each other and it's, like, the feeling of, like, snow on the beach and stuff like that. So, I put Heartstopper because I love this, it's, like, graphic novel a lot and, and then I also had the lines, like, you wanting me tonight feels impossible because, like, I don't want to spoil anything but yeah <laughs> for Heartstopper you know it like makes sense and I can't speak afraid to jinx it I don't even dare to wish it and I was like it's so true though like if you're like talking to someone that you like and like you don't really want to like ruin what you have that and then can this be a real thing can it I was like yeah that's definitely Heartstopper mm-hmm. so that's why I put Heartstopper Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Isabel is not feeling well, yeah. so she's a real trooper I'm, for being I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna cut out the cops, yeah. but yeah. So, for the K-drama part, because this is actually in, so hopefully, disclaimer, because um, the person that emailed us, they were like, oh, like, I know some songs remind me of 2521. They did not say which songs, so I hope we did... 2521 justice in your brain but um me personally because i'm the only one who watched 2521 i thought it could be snow on the beach because the first verse is like one night a few moons ago i saw flecks of what could have been lights but it might just have been you passing by unbeknownst to me and so if you've heard anything about 2521 you can probably know like the general ending and like the trope is very right person wrong time i don't think that's really a spoiler because it's like anyway that's like the whole point of the book yeah <laughs> not book the k-drama yeah so it's like 
there's like so much development for this relationship but like in your head you kind of also know that it's ending and it's like you want to hold on to it kind of I don't know that's how I interpreted it but um it's also just like really heart-wrenching and the song is heart-wrenching so like you could argue just the vibe of it so we also have you deserve each other because like what we were saying before it's like realizing oh we both love each other and we both have feelings for each other and it's also like it takes place during winter like a lot of rom-coms are very summery books but you deserve each other is a very winter like book like the entire aesthetic is living in a cabin in the woods like during snowstorms and stuff so like that's very fun and it's like second chance romance where like before they were dating but then they fell out of love but then like they need to fall back in love again so then they're both like rediscovering each other and falling in love through that so it's cute so our track five song on Midnights, which, you know, if you know Taylor, track five is pretty emotional. Doris cried. I remember Doris like texted me like, last week and she was like, I literally, no, I was like vibing to the song. I liked it, but like, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was really good. But then like, for some reason, I was just really in my feels one day. I don't know why, but I was playing like a bunch of like, I think I was playing a bunch of sad songs in the shower like this is me trying my tears ricochet you know and then uh-huh. i was already crying to like those songs which is like fine but like to be expected and then you're on your own kids start playing and i don't even know why like it wasn't even the bridge it was the entire song i was like ah. like it was like actually like so surreal i've never cried that hard to any song before like really? not a single taylor swift song so now i think it might be like my favorite track five Okay. Damn. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's like really bad because the bridge is so good. The entire vibe of the song is good. Yeah. And it's the type of song where I'm afraid to play it like out in public or like in the car because what if I start bawling again? Like that's like dangerous. So it's kind of scary. So I don't play it a ton. I need to treasure every single lyric of it. And I literally like. I love it so much, and, like, I'm never going to recover. It was so bad. <laughs> so, I put Shadow and Bone, so, like, I guess, in a way, it would kind of work, because, like, there's, like, the whole thing where, like, she had these powers and was, like, taken away and, like, well, all that, you know? But it, Well, like, if you've read it, I feel like you'll know what happens to her. And I put mm-hmm. the line... I looked around in a blood soaked gown and I saw something they can't take away and I was like you know cuz like there was like the whole beginning where she felt like she like there was like nothing special to her and then like and then I remember like she didn't think she was like as cool as like the Grisha mm-hmm. and like she and then like especially with Mal and like all that stuff so I said shall and bone yeah Angie's an orphan like she grew up alone in like an adoption center and stuff and she was like her best friend was mal like her best friend and crush and stuff but then like even mal had other friends and so a lot of the time she was like alone and she felt isolated especially because like it's not really a spoiler because it's literally the second chapter but like it's revealed that she's a like um the sun Ooh, summoner summon- which is oh, like yeah. this big powerful thing where like no one else is like that like there hasn't been a sun summoner in years so then she becomes even more isolated because only she has the power 
and then it becomes like a super toxic relationship with the darkling because he's like only i understand you because i have the same power but it's like not the same so in ya like these characters are so young that it's like they have no guidance mm-hmm. they have like no support and like oh they're like doing all these things but like you still have to remember they're like 17 and that's like literally insane i feel like a lot of like other ya books where like the characters are like orphans or like every single ya character is an orphan basically (laughs) yeah like the six of crows like i feel like yeah well not all of them are orphans but like (laughs) basically all of them are orphans except for jesper jesper we stand jesper's dad and inej right inej has the I mean, oh, well, her parents, like, she got separated from them. Like, she lost them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, basically... So, she was also independent. <laughs> yeah. It's only, it was only Jesper's dad who was, like, like thing... actually kind oh, of there. Oh, but wasn't there that thing at the end? Yeah. So, like, I feel like a lot of, like, YA books were, like, they were left alone. Like, even, like, Harry Potter, I guess. Like, you're on your own, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... As for 2521, another song <laughs> is You're On Your Own Kid. And so I think this one probably makes more sense than um, Snow on the Beach because this one, like, first of all, it starts, um, like, the whole premise is that this is when, like, I think Korea's economy was, like, going down or something. And so this rich kid, like, he basically leaves his family to go basically be financially independent and whatever. And so, he's on his own, you know? And then he, like, he meets this high schooler and, like, whatever. That's, like, the whole start of 2521. And then, I don't want to spoil too much, but, like, a lot of the downfall isn't, like, relationship problems. But it's, like, they each have their own goals. And so, it's, like, I gave my blood, sweat, and tears for this in You're On Your Own, Kid. And it's, like, they... Like, their lifestyles aren't compatible, I guess. And it's just, like, so isolating for them in, like, the drama. So. Yeah. That's that's what I said. And, th- and then also, there's Archer's voice, because the whole part, like, the whole story of the book is about Archer, who was this, like, little kid who his parents, they died when he was younger, and then he was forced to get, like, raised by this uncle who was isolated in the woods. And he was this, like, little kid. And the uncle, we appreciate his uncle, but he was a little crazy. Like, he wasn't completely right in the mind. And so, like, it shows how he had to grow up alone and completely isolated. Like, he never really interacted with society. Like, society completely rejected him because he was different. He didn't have a voice and he's unable because his vocal cords are broken or something. And so it shows how, like, he had to be self-sustaining when he was growing up and how he never really got, like, the human comfort ever, so. So the next track is Midnight Rain, which, okay, this one I feel like is the one that we're most passionate about, or at least I am, because this one, like, I can definitively support, but Midnight Rain is basically... Mm -hmm. Like, I think the overarching lyric that applies to all of our recommendations that we're about to talk about is, like, because he was sunshine and I was midnight rain. And so it's, like, this one person feeling like they don't deserve this person because they're 
not a good person. Or, like, they just, you know? Or, like, they think they're, like, not good enough yeah. for the other person, I guess. Like, it's like, yeah. So And it's Scorpio Sunshine. Yeah, that's why we have more, like, recommendations for this song. Yeah. So, I put Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and I guess it's, like, mainly because, like, she's li- she lives forever, so, like, she can't be with anyone long-term. So that's why she just, like, doesn't really ever have, like, hope for, like, a relationship to last. And she was like, oh, they, they're, like, better off, like, without her. So I was just like, you know, I felt like it was a little bit, you know, Midnight Rain. Oh! And then I... Sorry. Um, I was gonna say the part where it's, like, he wanted that something and I wanted to make my own name or whatever. It was like, it was yeah. like he wanted, he wanted it come Yeah, he wanted me. Oh, I wanted that. And, like, that's very yeah. Addie LaRue. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted that page. And then, so, I also put Little Women, because just because that line where it was like, um, it was like, he wanted a bride, I was making my own name. And then, wait, you mm-hmm. guys, have you guys read Little Women? No, it was like that I thing know. where, yeah. I don't, oh, I don't, okay, I don't want to like spoil it per se, but like. Okay, but everyone like, has watched it. It's a, it's a classic, I feel like, like you can spoil Watson, a classic. Like, yeah, you know. Okay, so I, I was like. There was like that part where I'll just not, I'll just not drop names. So there was a part where the guy character wanted to marry the girl character, and then she was all like, "No," she said, "I can't love you," or like, "Blah blah 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 blah." And he was like, "He was like, but I love you," and I'm like, "You know." So I was just like, "Little women," mm-hmm. because of the line like he mm-hmm. wanted a bride. I was making my own name. So I was like, "Yeah, that works." Yeah. And especially in the time period, it was, like, expected that women had to marry someone in order to have a name. Like, they couldn't make their own money. Like, the whole speech with Florence Pugh talking to, like, Lori, she was like, yeah, but marriage, no matter what, it's gonna be, like... how you say Florence Pugh? Oh, whoops! (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Amy, I guess. (laughs) No, because I feel like that was Amy, but it was also so Florence Pugh. Like, no one could have done it like her. Yeah. No, when she's like, you're being mean, oh my god. Yeah. She's like, no matter, I have to control who I love because I have to marry rich. Like, that's my duty as a woman. Like, that's crazy, you know? Like, she's never gonna succeed on her own because she's a woman. And so, like, making my own name. I mean, yeah. And it also applies to Joe. The whole Joe Lori yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have dropped names. I really said it. Everyone knows it. Like, I haven't even read read it and I know, so. (laughs) And everyone has watched this edit. Yeah. I feel like at this point, like, if you don't know what happens in Little Women, like, you can't, you you. can't, like, blame us. (laughs) And I also put Daisy Jones in the six, and I was just like, it kind of works because, like, Daisy Jones, she was just, like, you know, she was chasing that fame. She was, like, making her own name, you know? Like, yeah. So she never really had, like, a proper love interest, like, the entire time. Yeah, I also... I also think, like, Camille and Billy... Yeah. Oh, that also works, Because, like, I don't know, it's just... Daisy Jones is a very toxic book, you know? It's, like, the industry, too, so... It's, like, hard to really define, like, who's a good person, but it's just, like, there's so much going on, it's, like... And then, here's my favorite one, Seasons of Blossom! Oh my god, because I really spelled Blossom like wrong. the second, if you watch the web... <laughs> oh. 
when you read like the second one um like the second book which is summer and then in the k drama it's just like in general like you'll know it's so mong and uh hamen so basically the whole thing about seasons of blossom is you know that the boy dies you don't in the k drama you don't know how and the webtoon you do and so you can see how like he was struggling inside like he had this whole like personality outside of their relationship where he was super popular in school he was the student body president everyone loved him like all the girls wanted to date him and all the guys wanted to be his friend but like everyone around him was so fake and he had this immense pressure to like live up to his parents expectations and like be loved by everyone even though he knows that they all hate him like he knows that they're all talking like crap behind his back but then so mong is like this girl who's just not really known in school like she doesn't really have a ton of friends and no one really talks to her and she's just this little art kid and so then they like find each other and then they start talking and it shows like how she was so happy just being by herself and then he's struggling so much even though he's like supposedly popular and loved by everyone. And then it's also so sad because if you know, you know, but the rain scene, like, hello, midnight rain, like, rain just plays such a big part in the entire like story with Somong and Hamin. So it's so hard, like, every single time I hear it, I'm, like, unwell, especially because now there's edits, because there's the K-drama, so it's not even just, like, pictures from the web, too, now it's the yeah. whole K-drama, and I'm never gonna recover, I, like, I don't want to keep watching, because I'm gonna be so unwell, so, yeah. It's really funny, because, like, I love Season of Blossom, like, I do, but not the way Doris does, but I'm, like generally caught up like I think I'm two episodes behind, and Doris is just, like, so scared to even watch, because she's, like so invested no I literally can't even watch it like I was so bad like during the webtoon I got a snap memory because like literally one year ago I read the webtoon and like just seeing how much I was sobbing how did I ever recover (laughs) okay but also I'm so pissed at you because I I literally told you to read it like a year before then and you're like yeah yeah whatever literally so rude of you Anyways. And then I had the audacity to be like, Anya, have you read Seasons of Blossom? It's so good. My friend recommended it to me. Yeah, that was actually so insulting. I That was, like, out of pocket. Yeah, I'm actually going to take that to the grave. Like, I, like, if you die before yeah, me you at should. your eulogy, you I'm going to be like, so Doris was a really great person, but one time... <laughs> One time she completely gaslit, gaslit and manipulated me, and she's actually a horrible person. I take everything I said back. On a similar note, um, my favorite K-drama is Our Beloved Summer, and this is also very Midnight Rain, because basically it's Young Soo, who is, like, super overachieving, like, work hard, work hard, and, like, she, she lives, like, she comes from a poor family with just her grandma, And so she's, like, trying to take care of her family and, like, find her, like, get her own life, basically. While Ung is from, like, a rich family and he doesn't really, not that he doesn't work hard, but he's more into, like, art and, like, going with the flow, kind of. And so he's always happy and she's always, like, more stressed, at least. And so the whole premise is, like, they fell in love in high school 
And then, boom, like, major, like, I'm not good enough for you. Like, you're the only thing that makes me happy. And then they reunite years later. And then it's, like, their story from there. And so it's, like, they have to sort through what happened in high school, what's happening now, like, all that. And it's just, like, oh, I love it. But he is, like, the sunshine. And he's, he's... Even the actor, he's such a golden retriever. He's so cute. Choi Woo Shik. Oh, he is so like, cute. His Instagram. So good. And, like, I know he doesn't like when people call him cute, but, like, he's also attractive. It's just, like, he he's has such a cute, cute little smile. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a little puppy. Like, I'm sorry, you can't change your he face. like people calling him cute? Yeah, he is no, cute. No, because he's, like... All these, like, idols, they're all, like, described as hot or so attractive or whatever. And he's like, I'm just cute. Like, I've never called, like, you know, those words. And he's like, it sucks for me. But, like, yeah. it's um, so, like... But cute is still, like, an yeah. endearing term. Yeah, but, like, you know <laughs> yeah. that one, like, you know how he's friends with, like, V and, like, uh, Park Hyun-shik? He is? Yeah. Wait, who? Yeah. Choi was shik They're, Choi like... Shik. They were in this... I'm gonna pretend to know what you said. <laughs> well, they were in this, um, I guess it was, like, kind of a show, but basically it was, like, them reunited and, like, oh, living right. together. And, like, they were, it's, like, they were talking about it in the campfire. And, like, he's friends with, like, top actors and, like, idols, I guess, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're all, like, wow, they're so hot, they're so attractive, like, you know. And then he's, like, I'm cute, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you can't really compare to V. I love you dearly, yeah. but, like, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <it's- laughs> yeah. V just hits different. I love V. Yeah. <laughs> and then, moving on from Midnight Rain, because that was, like, a whole tangent. We could have made an entire episode yeah. just on Midnight Rain. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, we yeah. honestly could. No, I need to add something. <laughs> a lot of people <sighs> on TikTok think that, like, 2521 and Midnight Rain go together, but I don't think so, because I think they're both like midnight rain and sunshine like i don't think one person is midnight rain and one person is sunshine so that's i'm defending why 2521 <laughs> isn't in this section imagine like the person who emailed us was thinking that they were yeah together. well okay i get where people are coming from i just personally don't think it's the best comparison okay yeah um, moving on moving on <laughs> Okay, so next we have question, which, like, low-key, I love it because it sounds like Harry Styles, in my opinion. Like, I feel like it's the most Harry Styles song. Because, like, literally the beginning sounds exactly like Keep Driving. You can't tell me otherwise. Oh, yeah. Like, it's identical. Sad boy. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, those... The book that I have for this, it's, like, a lesser-known book, so maybe you'll actually get a good recommendation out of this. It's The Charm Offensive, which is basically about this boy. He's a part of, like, kind of a Bachelor-type TV show where he goes and then it's supposed to be all these dating contestants and he's supposed to try and find his true love. But then there's this producer behind the scenes who, like, helps with, like, managing actors and, like, all the help or whatever. And so he's, like, the main caretaker for the guy because... The bachelor guy, he's, like, super scared and he has really bad social anxiety. So it shows how they, like, kind of help each other. And it's so cute because even though the guy, the bachelor dude, 
he's supposed to be helping with all of these like contestants he's supposed to fall in love with them but then he actually falls in love for the producer behind the scenes and i'm not spoiling it that's literally like the description of the book <laughs> mm-hmm. so the lyrics it's like the I selection ish yeah it's like the selection but low-key better like, it's more oh. well done. Ooh, okay. I love the selection. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but, like, it's not a good book. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of good. It's kind of good. It's kind of good. It's it's good. It's, it's a like, good, it's no, good it's for a good what it is. It's a good book for, like, what I read it at the time. Like, I was literally, yeah. like, 11 yeah. when I read it. But, like, if I read it now, it's not good. It's mainly nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. So then, um... The lyrics that I think of it is, like, the entire song is, like, hey, I have a question. Like, is she even better than me? Like, what the heck? Like, no one can compare to me, right? And so the bridge, it was, like, does it feel like everything's just second best after that meteor strike? If you knew, if you know, you know. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is an explicit title, but it's called Vigilante Bleep. Um, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, unpopular but kind of popular opinion. I love Vigilante Bleep. I think it is so I good. don't. I don't. I remember texting Anya. I remember Anya was like, I like Carmen Vigilante Bleep. And I was just like, um, those are actually my least favorite ones. But that's a mm. lie. I actually hate Sweet Nothing, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but, yeah. I think, like, you know, the bass is very nice. The bass is so good. Yeah. The poo, like, I yeah. love it. Anyways. <laughs> it's very reputation. The first line is just so, like... No, it's cool. It's so good. What do you mean? Oh, no, that's my favorite part. What the heck? <laughs> Draw a cat eyes sharp line. enough to kill a man? That's so good. I was just like, I was just it's like, so um, Taylor, your age is showing. No! Taylor is so hip. And, like... I think it's so good because it's, like, it's very, like, cat eye is very feminine, you know? But it's, like, kill a man, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Period. Anyways. I think the beginning is just to go so hard, you know? It's just, like... No, my favorite part is um, while he was doing lines and crossing all of mine. I love that part. It, like, scratches an itch or something. It's, like, oh, my God. And the bends part, like, driving in your bends. Oh, my God. <gasps> Wasn't there a song with that, with the buttons too? Um, there's well, many. Another one that she had. In Blank Space, okay. I'm pretty oh. sure she, like, smashes a Benz. I don't know if it's a Benz. I don't I thought she, like, was said the word Benz in one of her songs. Or was that someone else? I mean, a lot of people reference Benz, so it's like, you know. I don't know if that was, like, a reference to one of her past songs. I mean, obviously, Vigilante Poop should be Six of Crows. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> It just makes sense. So, like, yeah. all of the characters are, like, vigilantes because, like, they're bad people, yeah. like, very morally gray. But then they're also, like, fighting for justice and stuff. Well, not justice. It's, like, revenge for themselves. Like, especially yeah. Crooked Kingdom. It's, like, oh, now we're angry because you, like, personally wronged us. And so mm-hmm. they're, like, going at it. But, like, the lyric that goes with it is, I don't start poop, but I can tell you how it ends. Don't get sad, <laughs> get even. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... Yeah. We're not even gonna bother recovering over this. It's just time for revenge, you know? So. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like. I don't know. I mean, I do think they start bleep. But, um. 
they mostly are there to finish it. It's not really like, let's pick a fight. It's like, they, well, they do pick fights. I, what am I saying? It's like they, they choose what they commit to, basically. Like, they're not just yeah. here to, like, get, yeah. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Let me save Anya. Yeah. We also said Renegades goes with it because Renegades yeah. is also like fantasy and it's like the girl yeah. and um, like yeah Nova. She like Nova. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Nova. Yeah, yeah, it's Nova. So I'm pretty sure like there's like oh is this spoiling if I say it? So it's like she's like part of like the villain group. I don't think that but I mean, that's the whole point like, of the book. <laughs> Oh, okay, I didn't know if, like, I didn't know if that was, like, something that wasn't supposed to be revealed, but, yeah, so she was, she's technically part of the villain group, but is, like, kind of, like, a double agent for the villains and joins the hero group, so I was just, like, it kind of works, you know, like that. Mm-hmm, and the whole reason why she wants to, like, she joined the hero group is, like, all revenge, like, that's yeah. the only thing, like, yeah. fueling her is, like, revenge for how, um, the renegades have wronged her in the past, so... Yeah. yeah. So Bejeweled. Next. <laughs> yeah. I hated Bejeweled when I first listened to it. <laughs> I just remember, like, I just remember seeing on, like, Snapchat, Doris would always be like, <laughs> you're like, I, or I remember that one time Doris put, like, I she's like, I don't hate Midnight's, but still hate on Bejeweled or, like, something like that. Yeah, I was like, like Bejeweled deserves no justice. Yeah. To be fair, Doris like, had, like, I don't a take really, really good, like, theory, like, a young and beautiful theory for, um, Bejeweled, where it was, like, you know, being, like, almost Mirrorball-esque, but, like, more on show and whatever. Yeah. And then it was, like, I can make the whole place shimmer, and she was, like, what <laughs> Yeah, no, I literally on? thought it was gonna be so deep. I was, like, Anya, hear me out. What if it's, like, Mirrorball, where... It's like, oh, I keep on getting, like, decorated by society, and I have to seem so beautiful, but in the inside, like, I'm actually so much hurt. Like, bejeweled, like, all the gems are sharp, and they're, like, digging into my skin or something. Like, you know? Like, I thought it was something like that. And then she went, <laughs> diamonds gotta shine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, like, bejeweled has personally wronged me. And so now... I will never recover. I will never forgive what it did to me and the amount of pain I went through. So. I remembered when I listened to this with my friend, my friend was all like, this is my favorite song. Red flag. <laughs> you can't tell me you heard Maroon and then you thought that Bejeweled was the best track. No. <laughs> she was all like, this was my favorite one. It gives a lot and of bars. Does she brother, like me too? Um, yeah. And then my, <laughs> and then my brother texted it at three a.m. after he listened to the three a.m. tracks as well, and he was all like, "Bejeweled is my favorite." I was like, "Okay, You're what so is wrong with these people?" <laughs> I think it's just so fun. Nice. It's a fun you know, song, but it's not a good song. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bejeweled might be in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> not not like not not Literally top five ranking, up. but like top five listen to. I this think, month. like I like I think when she came out with the music video for Bejeweled, and I was like, be so for real right now. Yeah, this okay, month music Bejeweled is so number hard. three. I love the music video. Anya. Okay, it has such a good like in 
so I'm taking macro, and so, like, we have independent time to do our work, and I'm, like, Period. shimmer, and I'm, like, vibing, you know? <laughs> it's such a good... Benjeweled is such a macro song. Yeah, it's, like, I don't yeah. know, I think it's just, like, if you're in a good mood, it really hits, because, like, you feel good listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's how, so... maybe that's how you combat being sad all the time. Listen to Bejeweled. Period. So, so the book... Okay, so I put Chain of Gold, but, like, because I was just like, what book would even match this song? So I put Chain of Gold because that one scene where she was, like, she was, like, dancing with Cortana, and all the guys were, like, so fascinated by that, and I was like, honestly, it kind of works. So I put yeah. Chain of Gold. And when she wears that, like, gold dress, and the, uh, that's, like, not that big of a part of the book, but, like, she wears the gold dress, and then, like... The two guys are like, oh, you know? So, we love that. Yes. So, it, like, it kind of works because of that. Yeah. But I guess it, like, it also kind of work for, like, any book. Or, like, the selection, maybe, where it has, like... <laughs> the red dress you know? scene? <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. Imagine. I feel like it, like, could kind of mm-hmm. work for, like, just for any book that, like, has, like, a scene where they're, like, going to a ball or whatever. Yeah. Or, like... Yeah. Just dressing up real nice. Nice. The thing with Bejeweled, you know what? Like, like, it's heck, not it really... could even be like upside of falling for vibes only. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Bejeweled is like it's not about impressing someone else. It's like feeling good about yourself. So it's like yeah. It's very. Period. It's like it could be applicable to other things. You know. It's just mm-hmm. weird to relate it to other stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Next is Labyrinth, which at first I thought it was, like, okay. Like, I thought it was a good song, but then, like, I kept on seeing more and more TikToks, like, dissecting the meaning behind uh-oh. You know, like, literally two sounds, and then everyone's, like, making all these theories. My favorite one so far is, like, oh, oh, I'm falling in love. Like, it's, like, oh, like, you know, fan fiction or, like, regular romance. It's, like, oh, and then, oh, italicized, because it's like, oh, shoot, this is happening again. Oh, no, but, like, after all I've done to, like, protect myself, like, I still fell for him. Like, that's so embarrassing for me. What the heck? It's, like, that type of energy. <laughs> so. Yeah. The one that I said for this one is life's too short, because I think the lyric, you would break your back to make me break a smile, is so cute. And, like, for both of them, they're, like, trying to... Well, at least for the girl, mainly. It's, like, her trying to deny that she's actually falling for him. Because, like, Mm -hmm. the whole thing about the book is that she has, like, a really high chance of having this terminal illness. And she doesn't want to go into a relationship because if she dies, that's going to suck for the other person. Like, having to, like, nurse her when she's, like, sick and then, like, all that. So... And then the next book is From Luke Off With Love. Because it's also, like, the same thing. They're all have love from Luke Off With Love. So they're both ice skaters, <laughs> but they're, like, enemies. Like, they're rivals and stuff. But then, all of a sudden, stuff happens. And they have to partner up together. And so, yes. even though they hate each other, or at least they thought that they hated each other, it's, like, the same thing. We're like, uh-oh, like, I'm actually falling for you? That's so gross. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. That's so embarrassing <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cute. Like, the banter yeah, and from like, Off With Love is so good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so, so good. cute. 
Labyrinth is also, like, very yeah. much for, like, when the character... I don't think it's for any of the books that we're really talking about in specific, but just, like, when the character gets out of, like, a bad relationship and then they find someone that's, like, so good to them and they just don't know how to even react because they're like, I've never been treated this well. I've never, like, felt this before. And it's like, what do I do? And then also people we meet on vacation because people we meet oh, on yeah, vacation to our all about how they were, like, <laughs> yeah, they were best friends, <laughs> like, they always went on vacations together, but, like, they're so opposite from each other that they're, like, I don't even know if we're, like, we can even work in a relationship, but they're, like, such good friends where it's, like, I'm only myself when I'm with you, and only you know the true me, and so, obviously, they fall for each other. We both know they feel the same way, but they don't want to ruin the friendship they have, so, like, it's, like, a labyrinth of their own feelings because they don't know what's too far for their friendship, you know? Like, oh, I hugged them for a whole hour. Is that... that that's because we're best friends, you know? And you so, know? like, the lyric... So, the lyric I put with it is, I'll be getting over you my whole life. So, like, if they did risk it, then they'd be, like, traumatized and suffering for their whole life if it doesn't work out and they lost that friendship. Um, another song that I really love yeah. that I think a lot of people actually do love. Goofy. Goofy. No, Karma is so good. Literally, <laughs> shut up. When you got your cat, you I posted remembered. Karma. Like, that is so oh, yeah. you. I cannot believe you changed. I remembered. No, but I remembered when my friend and I first listened to this and then she pulled up the lyrics and then she was like, Karma is my boyfriend. That makes no sense. And that was so funny. But we were like, the lyrics just, we didn't think the lyrics made like any sense. Karma is a god. Like, Karma is a god makes- is such a good lyric. I love it. Yeah. But no, like, I it love makes it. Sort like, of more sense now, but at first when we first listened to it, I was so confused, and I was like, "This song doesn't make any sense." Even though I love the energy, I love the energy of it. You know, Zoe Kravitz, no, I or it. I don't really know how to say her last name. She like co-wrote this one. Oh really? Yeah, yeah she was like, or she got like writing credits for this. I was like, okay, Slay. Slay. yeah. No, I really like the lyric where it's like, sweet, like, honey, aren't you envious that for yeah. you it's not? Like, that's so fun. That's so girl boss. Karma is a cat. Karma <laughs> is a cat, though. Yeah. Purring in my lap because it loves me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope we don't get copyrighted for this. Taylor, please. Mm. Maybe my singing go, is like, so good that they mistake it for Taylor. Care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're only singing, like, okay. two seconds. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Soto is back. It's kind of, I'm not going to lie, it's a little bit of a reach just because, like, it's not really a particular person that's wronged her. It's just, like, society. Like, the yeah, the whole structure is, like, very, not very, but, like, it's pretty misogynistic. And, like... You know, Carrie Soto is an older woman in, like, tennis. She is, like, I guess the oldest in the book. But, like, she has to do all these extra things just to prove herself. And so... Yeah. Yeah. And she also meets this guy who, like, like, thinks her like a queen. (laughs) Yeah. 
And, like, I think it's important sometimes for books, like, it's not all about the lyrics sometimes. Sometimes it's just the energy. It's the vibe. And you cannot tell me that Carrie Soto does not give the vibe of karma. Like, completely, right? And then we also put these violent delights because it's, like, about... It's a Romeo and Juliet retelling, but, like, they also have past trauma in these violent delights. And, like, let's just say that Roma... In this book, he did something that completely wronged Juliet. And so, and their families hate each other. So she's always, like, trying to get karma back at him. Like, trying to, like, get revenge. Which I guess is also, like, vigilante poop. But I think it's, like, also very much karma. She's like, oh, you're gonna get it. Like, just watch and wait. Like, you're gonna have, like, some kind of payback for, like, what you did to me, you know? Next, we have one of my favorite songs off the album, which I didn't think it would be, because when I first (laughs) listened to it, I was like, oh, it's kind of (laughs) mid. Really, I think it's the cutest thing ever. I think it's so sweet and romantic. I, every time I listen to it, I skip it. (laughs) My friend and I always say, like, oh, wow, this song gives sweet nothing. (laughs) Okay. I'm That's not so gonna weird. lie, it's not like, <laughs> it's not a favorite, like, I, I won't skip it, but I'm not, like, anticipating it, like, I'm not, oh my god, sweet nothing. For me, though, it's just like, bruh, it's just, the meaning behind it is so cute, but the song itself, I'm not a huge fan of. I just remember you the second You cannot tell me that over. you don't look forward to, on the way home, I wrote a poem, you said, what a mind, this happens all the time? What the heck? No, Taylor I look to that part when I'm listening to the song, but I'm this, not, like, going to listen to it. And you do her it. like that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Doris, your Wi-Fi is terrible. <laughs> I um. know Doris didn't just say that. Don't worry, Doris, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Anya's not laughing enough. I was, that was too funny. But, like, literally, <laughs> the the bridge is so good. Like, it's something about, like, the way that she's, like, industry disruptors and soul-crushing, dis- <laughs> like, soul-deconstructors. De- like, that's so good. Like, and smooth-talking hucksters. Like, it's so good. It, it's just, like, an itch in my brain. I like, mean, yeah, but, so like, good. I don't know. I like it, but I don't like it enough. Bruh! I find myself running home to your sweet nothings outside there pushing and sh- push and shoving. You're in the kitchen humming. I actually hate that part. That's my least favorite part. Oh, I like that oh, part, you but I, for me, was sweet nothing. I, I don't know. I just, I'm so indifferent about it, I think. Like, I like it, but I, I just don't. I think it's so cute. I don't oh, know. I can't believe this. I need someone to, like, back me. I feel attacked right now. I'm not like, it's saying not, it's, it's not bad. Like... I just don't care for it. <laughs> I just, I always skip it. See, Isabel's attacking you. I'm just saying, in my personal <laughs> taste, I'm not interested. Like, I listen to it, and I like it. It's just, like, I'm not putting it on playlists. I'm not, like, going to listen to it by itself. It's my least favorite one. That one, and Labyrinth, and then, um, and vigilante poop and karma are my least favorite ones on this album Bro, see is those attacking yeah. attacking all of our faves <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh it's okay um, though anyways the one that i associate we, we kind of like skipped on k-dramas for a little bit 
But the oh, one yeah. I put for that one is Hometown Cha 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 because, like, it's, like, village romance, like, small town. And mm-hmm. she comes from this really big city where she has, like, a bunch of, like, socialite friends. Socialite? You know, like, that thing. Ah, uh, that's then, so funny! That's, like, a term, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but, like... Uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so basically, like... She has all these expectations, and then she all of a sudden moves over to this small town that she's never really been... Well, no, that was a whole lie. That was a straight lie. Why did I say that? She moves to this (laughs) town where it's, like, a lot more low-key. It's, like, all these people know each other super well, and that's where she meets Dusik. And so then they, like, kind of hit it off and stuff. Well, no, they didn't hit it off. Why am I lying again? They were enemies. (laughs) I mean, he hit it off. She didn't. But it's cute because he, like, he lives such a simple life where he doesn't really have to, like, like, he, he's so smart where he literally went to, like, Seoul National University, but then, like, he's this handyman who does a bunch of, like, odd jobs, and it's so cute to see how he, like, like, completely converts her into a more simple life, you know? And so, Yeah. And so, like, the lyric I put for it is, to you, I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. Because, like, for her, it's, like, maybe I wasn't cut out for, like, soul and, like, all the rigorous things that she had to go through. And then for him, he has so much trauma. Like, oh my goodness, the amount of trauma dumping he did by the end. But, yeah. And so that, like, shows how he also wasn't cut out for, like, the city life. And they had to go back to their small little town. Also, I put life's too short, and this is the one I'm passionate about. Life's too short is literally sweet nothing, because all of it was like she had. She's an influencer. She's doing all these crazy things where she's traveling and all that stuff. Because, like we said before, she has this high chance of a terminal disease, and so she's trying to live life to the fullest before she dies young. And so she's doing all these crazy things, but then she meets him, and he has this like super strict life where he's a lawyer and he wants to like be at home and like you know like he doesn't really travel a ton because he's too busy to and it's so cute because he like shows her like the simple things and like they make cookies together and all these little things that she's she's done before but she's never really appreciated a ton in my perspective and so then like the, it's the same thing like the lyric is like all you want from me was sweet nothing so it's cute another sweet nothing one which, honestly, I'm surprised that you didn't want to talk about this one more, but book lovers, because, well, okay, they're both, like, editors, I guess, so it's not crazy, but the lyric, on the way home, I wrote a poem, you say what of mine, this happens all the time, like, you know, they bounce ideas off of each other, and, like, they, like, they kind of, like, they pretend they hate each other, but they get their best work done, like, when they're working together. Anya, that was a straight lie. They're not both editors. He's an editor and she's a literary agent. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Like, Remember? similar, similar. Yeah. But then, like, she always wanted to be an editor, but she never got the job, so she instead became a literary agent. And so, like, it shows mm-hmm. how, like, he's trying to convince her to, like, pursue her dream job, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah And he, yeah, like, yeah. gives a recommendation for her to, like... Oh, that was a... Cut that and out. And it's that also, like, they... Like, they're from New York, but, like, 
this all takes place in like a small town and so it's like very simple like you know everyone knows Mm -hmm. each other and it's like yeah it's that type of vibe and then last track mastermind which is one of my favorites Obviously, it's, like... The beginning is, like, so fun. It's, like, the... Oh, yeah. No, literally, Mastermind is so good. The bridge, so good. The end, oh, my gosh. When, like, the whole thing is about her, like, plotting, and then, like, somehow he falls for her, but she's, like, oh, my gosh, it was all a lie. And then she told him, and he was, like, haha, I fell for the real you because I knew, like, your true personality was, like, plotting to get me. Like, that's so romantic. (laughs) Uh, it's actually insane. Like, before we go about the recommendations, like, every time I see those Mastermind TikToks, I get so upset. Some of them are, like, straight up illegal. <laughs> okay, some of them are Yeah, some of them bad. are a little too concerning. But, like, some of them are, like, really cute. Like, some of them where it's, like, I would, like, give him, like, his favorite candy or something. Or, like, I would smile at him or, like, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, damn, you really got it, got it good. Oh, I was just gonna talk about. I was gonna talk about how I saw a, a Mega Mind edit to this song and it made me cry. I would cry too. Because <laughs> they were like, that's so, no that's one so valid. To play with me as a little kid, and then they showed that scene where like everybody was like choosing teams, and then they didn't choose him. And I was what? Like, oh. Anyways, that edit really hit hard. It really hit. It, it was so sad. I I cried to a mega mind edit. Mm. I thought you meant you cried Anyways. like from <laughs> laughter, not. No, I cried from laughter and from sadness. So for this, we put Cruel Prince because both of like both Carden and Drew, they're super plotting. They're always like trying to figure out like the best way mm-hmm. to get a bunch of, like, political attention. Like, you know, like, they're trying to figure out how to be, get more power and all that. And, like, it's really funny. Anya had this brilliant idea for the lyric to go with it to be no one wanted to play with me as a little <laughs> kid for Cardin. <laughs> I mean, both of them, but oh mostly Cardin. Mostly Cardin, because remember, like, the whole thing with his brothers, how they always, like, left him behind and bullied him, like, literally harassed <laughs> and abused him. And he's yeah. like, no one wants to play with me as a little kid. Sorry, sorry, Cardin. That was kind of a violation, but, like, it was right there, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay. How could I not? Yeah. And then we also put... I'm so proud of myself for this one, but we put the cheat sheet because the cheat sheet's, like, friends to lovers, but they loved each other for a really long time, and it's so obvious that they love each other, like, to the point that's, like, kind of frustrating, because you're, like, you, we both know, you know, like, why are you delaying this any more than you need to, and so then, like, but they've always been, like, wrong, right person, wrong time, and they've always been in a relationship, like, when one of them breaks up with their, like, girlfriend or significant other, then the other one, like, starts to have a relationship, you know, like, it's never working, but then they're both mm-hmm. single, and so then the guy with all his friends, they come up with this cheat sheet, which is a plan for how they were going to get him to fall for her and, like, the, realize her true feelings, and it's the cutest thing ever because it's mastermind, but usually it's the girl who's the mastermind, but for this, it's the guy, and it's adorable. 
And, like, their ideas, like, I don't want to spoil, but their ideas are, like, so stupid, but, like, cute. And yeah. these are football jocks. Like, they try their best, but it's, like... They're a professional yeah. football team being, like, you should do this. You should do that. It's, like... Yeah. Uh-huh. So and cute. she's, like, this ballet teacher. And it's super cute because you can see how all of them are, like, super protective over her. And they call her, like, their mom or something. Because, like, the guy, he's their dad because he's a quarterback. And he's always, like, at parties. He's, like, make sure you don't drink too much because we have a game tomorrow. You know? Yeah. We were going to do the 3 a.m. tracks, but we definitely don't have enough time to do all of them. So, I yeah. think we can just, like... We can maybe do a part two or maybe... A part two. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And then we could also do other Taylor Swift songs yeah. with all of them. Yeah. Not yeah. all of them, but I a think lot. we I think we've done like Taylor Swift songs with tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the Taylor Tangent episode, so you guys should go watch that too. Listen to that. Yes. Not watch it. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. But, like this was super fun. So like we should definitely do this for yes. more. And we could also do it for other artists, like Cutting Cotton yeah. Gray or like Gracie Abrams, Lana yes. Del Rey, like any of those. Lana, Lana. Every Taylor Jenkins Reid song would work for yeah. Lana. Yeah, because Lana loves. Yeah, like, for real. Lana's entire discography is all industry, Hollywood, like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Major <laughs> oh my gosh, they're meant. They're meant to be together, honestly. So once again, thank you to the listener who submitted the suggestion. We had a lot of fun. We probably wouldn't have done this like if it wasn't for the suggestion. So. Yeah. Let us know if you want to do more episodes like this, because we all know we could talk about Taylor Swift songs for ages, so. Thank you for listening to Book Expectations with Anya, Doris, and Isabel. Email us at bookexpectationspodcast at gmail.com. That is bookexpectationspodcast at gmail.com for any recommendations on what books you'd like to hear next. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and friend us on Goodreads at Book Expectations Podcast or click the link in our bio.